Shots Made Yesterday podcast, a podcast for tomorrow. I'm Justin, and I'm here to talk about those memories for tomorrow. Hello, everybody. It is November. Can you believe it? I don't know how we've gotten to November. It feels like it's been March forever, and now we're in November. But somehow we've made it. (laughs) But I am joined today by Sakina Bunch with Clean Good Eats. And she's based out of Kentucky and has started this journey, uh, which I am really thrilled to be able to hear of where this came from. Because on her website, she's got like right at the very top, Empower Health and Family. And family is the big thing that sticks out to me because it's November and we it's in the time of Thanksgiving, which we should always be giving Thanksgiving, right? But there now I think of all the years, 2020 is the time where we have to come together. We can't all come together in person, of course, but there are still other ways to come together. Like I have, she is a guest today on the podcast and I'm not actually with her, but I get to come together with her and share this. So without further ado, Miss Bunch. Hello, Miss Bunch. Hello. How are you? I am doing well. Thank you so much for coming on today and joining us in this November episode, believe it or not. <laughs> uh, so you've got clean, good eats. And I know that there is a very personal story behind mm-hmm. how this came about. So I am all ears as to how we ended up having this. But before we get to that, I just want to make you were I know you're based in Radcliffe, correct? I'm actually in Elizabethtown. In Elizabethtown. Okay. Which is not far from Radcliffe. (laughs) Right. Correct. But you do not, you don't just limit yourself to the local area, right? I mean, how has... How has that evolved for you? You mean during the pandemic? Well, during, yeah, because it's probably really um, expanded, I would imagine. Yes, yes, it has. Before the pandemic, we did a lot of in-person classes. But since the pandemic, you know, just like with other businesses, you kind of have to realign things and readjust. So we've been doing a lot of online classes which affords us the opportunity to not just reach those who are local, but we've actually been able to reach those internationally as well. So that has been a blessing for this business. Yeah. And so taking a step back, you, your classes are, is it, it's not necessarily cooking classes, but it's healthy eating, healthy habits, that uh, relationships, all of that, right? I mean, it's kind of like this big, it's a big platter with different, that's yeah. how I'm picturing it, with all of my yeah. different items of food on it. But each one of them, they have to all work together to make this <laughs> nice plate that I'm going to eat. <laughs> right. Well, you know, uh, by trade, I am a health coach. So, of course, my first desire is that everyone understands what health really looks like. But also through that, we do actual cooking classes. Okay. We we have a class that's called Intimacy Begins in the Kitchen because our tagline is bringing the family back to the table. And the family coming back to the table starts with the parents. So if the parents are eating well, the kids will eat well. If the parents are, you know, make it a point that 
coming back to the table is important. That's where life really happens at that table, right? So you have kids who may have had a hard day at school or maybe the dad had a hard day at work. And these are the things that you can figure out when you are around the table. So that is the perfect place to bring health, not just to the physical body, but emotionally and mentally as well. Oh, I love that. There, there is something, and I mean, um, well, I'll obviously get to your backstory here, but I just, mm-hmm. in my mind, I'm thinking about this year alone and yeah. sitting at the table. So we tried, you know, in previous years to have mm-hmm. dinner at the table. And mm-hmm. a lot of times, based on work schedule and all that, I worked a lot of evenings, so it was like going out you know, to fast food and grabbing food there and a quick touch in and then back to work. Now this year, we've had a lot more dinners at the table, lunches, breakfast, dinner. I mean, it's, it's really evolved into something that uh, we always wanted and Mm -hmm. now we've been able to do it. And it is, it's very therapeutic. It's very healthy. I mean, you know, like I feel I I go right along with what you're saying, because I just feel more connected overall with my son, with my wife and, you know, being able to sit down and and do all of that. I love that. That is so cool. I love that. Yeah. You know, I I say with this pandemic, we tend to look at the negative side of the pandemic, but there have actually been some really good things that have come out of this. You know, we get to know our family members in a way that we've never known them before, either for good, bad or worse. You know what I mean? So I I enjoy that as well. Well, and then for you, like you were saying, you've been able to connect internationally with people. So looking at that, If it hadn't Mm -hmm. been now, granted, I know this is, you know, that's the thing I always struggle with is trying to talk about the (laughs) when you talk about the positives of the pandemic. But Mm -hmm. because I don't mean to diminish anything, but if you hadn't had this opportunity to reach internationally, do you Mm -hmm. think you would have or would it have still been kind of more of the locally based because you go you would go into people's kitchens physically yes yes and so now you're going into them you're just going into them virtually Mm -hmm. (laughs) virtually yeah so i mean we we do things like kitchen pantry makeovers you know if you want to start eating healthy it really starts there well really it starts in your mind but (laughs) after you get you get through the mindset you have to kind of clean out those things that are not beneficial so we would go in and we would do a kitchen pantry clean out we would do a cooking class depending on whether they have allergies because that's actually what i specialize in allergies and specialty eating styles and so we would go in and kind of revamp everything that 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 family was doing but in a manner that would not seem overwhelming to them nice now I know because you just touched on on that with um, like dietary issues. So mm-hmm. what? How did we get clean good eats? Where did that come <laughs> from? Where did it stem from? Okay, well that is actually a long story that I will try to make short. <laughs> oh, you're fine. My, <laughs> my daughter at a young age was allergic to a lot of things when. She was younger, she was allergic to soy milk. So she couldn't have soy milk, she couldn't have dairy milk. She would literally projectile vomit those things. 
and we were trying to figure out what was going on with her. Well, this poor child went through all of this. And when she was around the age of six, we took her to a holistic doctor. He was actually a chiropractor by trade, but he was more of a holistic doctor. And we found out that she was allergic to everything except for foods. And I mentioned that we took her to a holistic doctor because up until that point, we did conventional medicine, you know, to figure out what was going on with her. And she was on allergy shots, oof, gosh, for about three years. And she was only supposed to be on them for about a year, maybe a year and a half. Oh, wow. But she was on them for three years and they didn't make her allergies any better. In fact, they got worse. So what we found out that her environmental allergies stemmed from her food allergies. Oh. So the only foods that she could eat would be bison, turkey, iceberg, lettuce, and cucumbers. And I did not know how to cook. <laughs> so <laughs> trying to make those four foods tasty to, you know, a six to eight year old kid, it's like, mm, <laughs> that's a challenge. <laughs> so we did that. And plus, you know, they didn't have like microwavable bison 20 years ago. So, uh, <laughs> you know, that was, that was definitely a challenge. And then we found out that my husband had a condition called G6PD, which actually a lot of people from African descent have. And it is a disorder where your red blood cells begin to um, deteriorate faster than they can be made. Wow. And when he went to the doctor, he found out that he wasn't supposed to eat fava beans. And what this disease can bring on, it can bring on a lot of things, but one of the one of the symptoms that we were seeing was the early stages of Alzheimer's. Oh my god. Because you're gosh. not getting enough Yeah, you're not getting enough oxygen to your brain. Yeah. So we were like, oh, okay, well, you don't eat fava beans, so we have to figure out what else is wrong with you. And we figured out that he couldn't do soy. He couldn't do anything that had a preservative or any type of legume. So that took out beans, that took out, <laughs> you know, peas, peanuts, a lot of things like that. And we had gone vegan for a year, and that's how we found out that this was really an issue for him. So I had a friend come over the house because by this time I was making like four different meals for my family, you know, a, a meal for him right. because whatever she wasn't allergic to, he was whatever, you know, it was just it was crazy. So I was making four meals at a time and I had a neighbor come over to my house and her daughter would only eat bananas. Like That's the only thing she would eat would be bananas. And she would feed her daughter bananas like six to seven bananas a day. And, you know, a serving of bananas, like a half a banana. <laughs> so this little girl was sugared up to say the least. Yeah. And I said to her, I said, you know, I'm going to teach you how to feed your daughter so she'll eat. And when she came over, we were making spinach pizza. So the, the crust was green. <laughs> I'll never forget it. And she looked at it and she was like, oh, I'm not eating that. <laughs> and I said, that's the problem. That's the problem. You know, our kids see what we will eat and what we won't eat. And then they determine what they're going to eat based off of us. So I said to her, you just have to promise me that whatever we make, you have to taste it. Give us a courtesy taste. <laughs> okay. And she brought one of her other children over, one of her sons, and he tore the pizza up. I mean, he just demolished this pizza. And I said, the key is not necessarily the food itself. It's getting your kids involved with the process. Oh, yeah. So when she went, 
When she went home, I said, I want you to make this recipe with your daughter. So she made it with her and she sent me a picture on Facebook and she had not one, not two, but three of the pizzas when she got home. And that warms my heart because yes, it was green and there were veggies on it and there were veggies in it and she ate them all. <laughs> so she said to me, well, you know, I would pay you to do something like this. And I'm like, really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that's kind of how Clean Good Eats got started because I realized that we weren't the only ones dealing with the allergy issue. My daughter was allergic to carrots just being in the room. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. And so that's really kind of a lonely existence when you think most people, when you go to a potluck, they bring what? A veggie platter. Yeah. So we couldn't even go to, you know, gatherings with family, church or whatever, because someone would always bring a veggie platter. So, yeah, just realizing that other people were in the same position made me think, okay, well, maybe there really is a market for this. Yeah. That, wow. It's kind of... uh... (laughs) forced into it in a way it's not you know like you didn't you didn't stumble into it if it had just been your daughter it would have been one thing but your daughter and your husband wow i really liked you know you about getting the kids involved in this so Mm -hmm. when did you start doing like the well i guess that's really the kind of when you started doing uh like in-home visits almost. Actually, we didn't do in-home visits when we first started. I, I had you know my friend come over to my house, but we started out with cooking classes and we would do them at Rainbow Blossom in Louisville, the one that's on Springhurst near, you know, right across from Tinseltown. Okay. That's where we would start them. And I just did it there because I really wanted, I didn't know if there was truly a market for it, you know? Yeah. And each time we were there, we would sell out. And I was like, oh, <laughs> maybe we need to take this a little bit further. And then that's when we started doing more of the in-home as well. Wow. that's And I imagine it's been really rewarding for you, too, because mm. it's, well, I mean, there, it's twofold in my view, because I think, okay, well, you're helping people, uh, you know, who have who have dietary issues that they can't eat something. But then you're also, there's, it goes back to that bringing everybody back to the table. So now you're trying to get the family also involved and they're all cooking together and they're Mm -hmm. doing, they're doing things and understanding. There's a big thing about understanding what somebody's needs are. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I know personal experience, I don't know everything. <laughs> so, I, you know, yeah, I mean, I can, <laughs> yeah, I can guess at a whole lot of stuff. And mm-hmm. I know, you, you know, you run in, uh, or I have, through the education system, you run into to kids who have these issues that I'm like, I had never even heard of these. Right. And then you think, well, how do you... How do you cope with something like that? So I, uh, but mm-hmm. it's that education part and working. Um, you just have to have the community, and even if the community is just inside your home, working mm-hmm. together to be able to to support this one person or the whole family, and yeah. that just kind of brings everybody together. It really does. You know, the the second part of our mission, the first part is bringing the family back to the table. But the second part of that is we do that by restoring healthy relationships with food, others, and self. So when you have 
unhealthy relation or an unhealthy relationship with food, you tend to have an unhealthy relationship in other areas as well, uh, because food just tends to be your comfort yeah. in that. So we take it upon ourselves with my coaching as well, because I do one-on-one coaching and I do group coaching. And a lot of times what I find is when people come to me and they say they have this health issue or they have this problem with a family member, the problem really is not the family member, you know, or the problem may not even necessarily be food in and of itself, but we always try to get to the heart of the matter because when you get to the heart of the matter, which nine times out of 10 tends to be food, um, <laughs> we get to all of the other areas as well. And that's a good point. Uh, so I, and I have to ask, or at least I want to ask when this, when you started to discover the health issues that were happening inside your home, cause you, you've lived this yourself. Like, you, you know, you have gone through and experienced this yourself what started to change when you started to do more cooking at home with your family and having i mean did you all were you all eating together at the table first or did did that come about after you started to to discover the the um the issues that were happening well uh that's a good question we started eating at the table beforehand and that's when i realized that a lot of the issues that we were having as a family, they got resolved when we all sat together and we would eat. And with my family, we tend to be a little extra sometimes. So, <laughs> you know, our dinner time would be, we would eat and then we would also play a game. Oh. And as we're playing a game, you know, we're talking about our day and how things have gone and, you know, what we wish would have happened and even our hopes and dreams of what we would like to have happen in the future, you know, and we realized that, oh my goodness, this really is therapeutic, just like you said, for all of us. So we took what we were already doing at our table and took that outside of our house. Wow. Well, and I, and I I really like because it's not something that you have that you've come up with on your own and said, "Well, I'm going to take this to other people and do." Right. And you haven't tried it yourself. You know? Right. Like there's that it's a whole it's a whole branding thing. If you don't believe mm-hmm. in your own brand, why should somebody else believe in it? Exactly. And exactly. I, and I I mean I can tell just from I mean, looking at your website, listening to what you're saying now, you've lived and breathed it, which makes it that much more real for anybody else who comes to you. Well, actually, I didn't even ask like what year did you start Clean Good Eats? <laughs> we actually started this business three years ago. Okay. Yeah, so we still technically are a fairly new business, but we have helped so many people that honestly, I've I've lost count on how many people we've actually helped. What I love is when people send me their testimonies. I had one lady that I was coaching and she was overweight and she didn't want to be. She was eating out a lot and She said, oh, I don't like to cook. I don't know how to cook. I don't know what else to do. Well, the beauty of it is we were able to get her, you know, and I I take it in increments. I don't just say, well, you got to stop all fast food altogether. (laughs) I I, I don't do that because that'll send somebody into shock. (laughs) So we took it one meal out of the day at a time. And over the course of the time that we were working together, we were working together for about a year. Okay. 
within seven months, she lost 90 pounds. Wow. 90 pounds. Yeah. Just from switching ever so slowly those meals. And she edged, well, she was educated on how to feed herself. You know, a lot of times we'll say, well, I'm just not going to eat fast food, but then we'll go to the grocery store and we'll get, you know, the chips and all this other stuff. And that's right. not making it any better. Either, yeah. You know? And I said to her, you don't have to go without chips. I'm going to tell you how you can make them yourself. It's simple. It's very easy. And so what we love to do is empower people because when people feel empowered, they can do anything. They really can do anything. Yeah. And I just, uh, the, the whole, and I know it's been harder for you to do currently, but the whole getting to go into somebody's home and mm -hmm. working with them either one-on-one -on -one or as a couple, because I know you do couples, mm -hmm. um, yes. almost like, a, I guess you could call a retreat to the kitchen, a couple thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, but, we call it intimacy begins in the kitchen. Yes. Well, <laughs> and, and that's great because it does. Yeah. I mean, it I, does. I really enjoy Now I don't always, um, help my wife cook when she's mm -hmm. in the kitchen or so, you know, vice versa, but right. we always like to stand in the kitchen and while yes. we're making the meal and mm -hmm. it's i mean i go back to that it's just therapeutic it's just being able to mm -hmm. it, we get to talk about what happened that day or what mm -hmm. we enjoyed from earlier in the week what we're looking forward mm -hmm. to there's just it it's that intimacy and yes. then getting and then getting to eat still together you know it's just it flows from the stove to the table to the soul mm -hmm. I guess. Yes. And, mm -hmm. and that is, that's, that is something. Now, from your point of view, that mm -hmm. rewarding experience of getting to see these people connect more than they yeah. ever have possibly, or more than they have in the past couple of years, mm -hmm. that's, that's pretty cool. And I would yes. imagine some, some people do it and are surprised <laughs> at, mm -hmm. at how much they enjoy it. Cause I'm a, I mean, I'm a man, I am a male, and as a male, I don't always like being told that I'm wrong or that I need to change something. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I, I, that is me personally. I cannot speak for mm -hmm. everybody. I right. have a feeling there are other people that <laughs> feel that way too. <laughs> yeah, slightly. <laughs> but sometimes you just need that third party to come in and go, um, no, why don't you try mm -hmm. doing this? Instead, mm -hmm. have you been doing like couples sessions too online? Have you been doing those or has it been more of the one-on-one? -on -one? Well, we've done, gosh, with our intimacy begins in the kitchen. I, I'll tell you this. I remember when we did our first class and we had, I think, nine couples at our first class. And a few of those couples, actually one in particular that I remember, they were on the brink of divorce. Oh my. And I remember the wife saying, if this doesn't work, I'm serving papers the next day. Oh. And I'm like, that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of pressure. Oh boy. And the way we do our classes, you know, we, we set the atmosphere, you know, on the tables, we may have conversation starters and we'll have some appetizers there that they can really just, you know, get into just so that they can get into each other, mm -hmm. you know, before we actually start cooking as a group. 
and they did. And I could see how they were interacting. Like at first, it was kind of like I'm looking elsewhere. I'm not really looking at you or talking to you. Well, by the time the class was over, they left arm in arm, not just hand in hand, but arm in arm. And that blessed me so much. Oh, I bet. And I know, you know, it, it blessed them, thank God, because they're still together. But, <laughs> you know, that blessed me so much to see that. But we do private sessions as well. And we do one on a larger scale. But this year, and I probably should share this, my husband, he passed away in April. He had cancer oh my. and he passed away in April. And this was a thing that we did together. You know, this, this was our together thing. But this year we're kind of shaking things up a bit because he loved doing this class. Now, my husband does not like to cook. <laughs> he, he would tell you, he would say, look, I was just the entertainment. <laughs> like I don't cook. I clean, but I don't cook and I'm the entertainment. And that's why we made a great pair because he loved to cook. I mean, he loved to clean and I love to cook and make yeah. a mess. But this year, we are doing it virtually. And I'm excited about it because we have some extras that we don't have at our in-person classes. You know, at our in-person classes, you get a cute little goodie bag and, you know, we get the, 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 the ingredients and things for you. And we'll do that as well. But this time, we have some extras that I cannot wait to share when the time is right. How so cool. I'm looking forward to that. Now, yeah. And when are you going to start doing that? So we're going to start advertising for that in December. Okay. That's when we generally start advertising it. And we do our class around Valentine's Day weekend. Nice. Okay. Now, mm -hmm. how can people find that uh, to, to sign up or follow along to be sure that they don't miss that opportunity? That's a great question. So our signups will begin in December and they can go to sakinabunch.com forward slash intimacy kitchen and they will be able to sign up right there. And that is S-A-K-I-N-A-H-B-U-N-C-H.com and then forward slash intimacy kitchen, correct? That is correct. All yes. right. Mm -hmm. that's that's that is pretty cool that is pretty cool uh uh my condolences to you on on your husband from thank you uh, earlier this year i i hate to hear that um thank you now as i understand it you you served in the military yes we both did yes you both did okay and mm -hmm. thank you for your service. Oh, you well. are welcome. It's our pleasure. All of all of uh, of course, I already said. You know, we're in November with Thanksgiving, but you should always give thanks. I mean, that's just yes. Uh, always th say thank you. <laughs> just yeah. all, just always <laughs> yeah. say thank you. Let me just do two little silly kind of questions since we're talking okay. about Thanksgiving before we wrap up. If Especially since we're talking about food, kind of, right? Mm -hmm. And the relationship mm -hmm. of food. So, question for you. If uh -huh. you are, if you're going to a gathering, Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. Christmas, any type of holiday gathering, what are you expecting to see at that <laughs> gathering? And I'm going to leave it open because that's the fun part. Oh, well, you know, it's funny. My daughter and I we were talking about this just yesterday. Uh, it all depends on where I'm going for this gathering. You know, if I'm going to my family's house, we have our staples. My grandmother, she was the the best cook ever. Okay, maybe not, 
the healthiest, but <laughs> definitely the best. And we knew that when we would go to her house, macaroni and cheese was a staple. We had to have the macaroni and cheese, you know, had to have a delicious turkey that that was there too. And she always had the best vegetables. You know, she had cabbage and she had greens and she had all the best vegetables. And so those are things that we would always look forward to. But if I'm going just, you know, to a friend's house, I really don't have a lot of expectations other than hopefully the food will be good. <laughs> you know, uh, I and, and I don't because culturally, you know, I grew up in New York. So culturally, each culture celebrates it a little bit differently. Yep. So, you know, I've been to Thanksgivings where it was a completely vegan Thanksgiving. And I've been to Thanksgiving where, you know, it was more meat than anything else on the table. So I really don't have a whole lot of expectations. Just hopefully that it's good. <laughs> that, yeah. And, and lots of laughs. That's the one yes. I always... I want lots of laughs when I'm there. I don't want yes. to choke on food from laughing, but I want <laughs> lots of laughs. Get me close yes. enough to be able to choke, I guess. Maybe that's what it is. Just in. Exactly. And so now we've got that. So you're going to this gathering. Like, what's the one thing that we could count on you bringing? Oh, I will bring the macaroni and cheese because, <laughs> you know, like I said, nobody made it like banana. So yep. <laughs> I would bring the macaroni and cheese. And, you know, I, I, I make good bread, like good French bread. I Ooh. make good French bread. Um, Ooh, and really, I'm, I'm open. So whatever there's a need for, what you will, I guess this probably will better answer the question. What you won't find me bringing ah. will be dessert. Yeah. The only dessert that I make well is banana pudding. Like, I am not a dessert person. I cook. <laughs> you know, I don't bake because baking actually requires measurements. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not good with the measurements. I do eyeball everything. So, yeah, I won't be bringing dessert. <laughs> and, uh, of course, that uh, I now have to go off. To, that's the fun part of, of cooking is that you just mm-hmm. it, you really can experiment big time with cooking. And yes. and there's that going with, you know, along with what you'd been saying, there's trying to find something and then. So your husband didn't like to cook, but he liked to be in there and would do the cleanup and everything. But oh yes, he was. Was, was <laughs> there was there anything that you could ever get him to cook? Was yes. there just the breakfast. one thing that he would he would always have to do? Yes, breakfast. He was good at breakfast, ah. and he couldn't. Well, okay. So I wrote a book, and he contributed to one of the recipes that was in the book. And this was actually when we went vegan, it was Super Bowl time. So my husband was an avid Cowboys fan, no matter how bad they were doing, he never left his team. So (laughs) I remember it was Super Bowl Sunday and he was dressed in full Cowboys attire. Cowboys hadn't been in the Super Bowl in a hot minute. And he made barbecue cauliflower bites and they definitely, I mean, they were so close to buffalo wings. Oh. And I remember, I'm like, these are good. <laughs> he was like, because I have to have my wings. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, he could make those and cauliflower pizza. He was good with cauliflower. So he could make cauliflower pizza, cauliflower <laughs> bites, and breakfast. That was his best. <laughs> oh, that's right. And I enjoy cooking breakfast. There's just, uh, of all the things, that's probably the one that I enjoy cooking the most. There's, mm-hmm. I, and there's something about eggs. I don't know. I just, yes. I just enjoy, yeah. there's the cracking and the sizzling and all that. Oh, yeah. it's just a lot of Now, fun. what do you put in your eggs? 
What what do you put in your eggs? Ah, now see, I only put for the most part. It's just salt and pepper, and okay. well, and bacon grease. I mean, that's okay. Um, which is probably not the most healthy option, <laughs> but that always no ah. judgment here. No judgment. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's usually it. Now, my wife will like; mm-hmm. she likes to have cheese sometimes. I am not okay. an omelet maker. Like I can't. The last time I made an omelet yes, was in my it. foods class in high school. So it's been a long <laughs> time since I've made an omelet. But I okay. like I like to make uh, uh, fried eggs. Uh, okay. Usually over medium. That's usually mm-hmm. what it is. I like enough mm-hmm. for the for it to ooze just some. You know, okay. you get to dip it in. So that's uh, okay. that's probably what. Yeah, I don't really get fancy with my eggs. I mean, now that I think about it, I just crack yeah. them open and cook them and then eat them. Oh, okay. Well, right. So now that you asked, how do you do yours? Oh, I do mine in a variety of ways. Um, I, my specialty is scrambled. I love scrambled eggs. My sister-in-law is Puerto Rican, and she says, we put garlic in everything. And when she told me she put garlic in her eggs, I was like, ew, that's not going to fly. <laughs> But I tried it and it was very, very good. It was very good. But my favorite type of egg would be scrambled. And I love to add spinach and cream cheese to it. Spinach and cream cheese. The cream cheese. Yeah. Now that sounds, mm-hmm. yeah. And the garlic. See, I gotta, I'm gotta. i going to have to try all of these now. So yeah, Just don't the... try them all together. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't do the garlic with it yet. <laughs> Yeah, probably not. That's probably no. not a good idea. That, but no. I, okay, I mean, you know, I have to circle back on on this. Now, granted, we are not cooking, but we're talking mm-hmm. about food and having a good time. Mm-hmm. The possibilities of food is endless. I mean, really, because mm-hmm. you can just try anything. You could mix all of those together and test it out and yes. probably be ill for a couple of days, but yep. you would remember mm-hmm. the time that you tried it. Yes, but that, you would. Yeah, there's... Uh, and that's, uh, it's just, I don't know if I can put it into words. There's just something about cooking and and doing that together that is a connection somehow. Because, I mean, if I think about the people that I work with and we'll talk about, you know, if on over the weekend. Okay, so what'd you do over the weekend? Well, one of us grilled out. Well, what'd you grill? And then you talk, then the recipe comes out from that. It's not just like, oh, well, I had ribs. Right. You know, my husband ended up putting the ribs on, but he puts this rub on it first, which is made of all of And it's a recipe mm-hmm. from my grandparents. Like, there's more to food than just eating. Yes, yes. And, it's history. And, yeah, and, and that intimacy. Because mm-hmm. even with, I mean, if I look at it not as a family, but just even with mm-hmm. friends, there's still an intimacy mm-hmm. of that. Because yeah. I can... I can have something that, you know, you're talking about your grandmother that made, you know, always made the mac and cheese. And that's hers. Mm -hmm. That's her specialty. Mm -hmm. So everybody Mm kind of has that specialty. And it's really interesting because we all, I feel like we all end up saying, yes, my Mm -hmm. grandmother, my grandfather, my uncle, my aunt, my friend has this recipe and they always make it so well and it reminds me of the time when and it goes into a story yep and it's just that memory that gets attached to it and that's that's just lovely it's just really lovely mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you yes, get to be part yeah. of that too and share that with people so that yeah <laughs> that's cool yes. i just think that's cool yes, <laughs> yes indeed 
I don't take that for granted. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before we go, I've got the one, uh, sakinabunch.com. How else yes. can people find you? I am on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. So on Facebook and Twitter, you can find me under Clean Good Eats with Sakina B. Under Instagram, you can find me under Clean Good Eats. And on LinkedIn, you can find me as Sakina Bunch. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. I really appreciate it. Since it is the month of Thanksgiving, I thank you mm-hmm. again. And happy Thanksgiving and happy holidays to you and your family. Thank you so much. Same to you. I appreciate it. Since Sakina and I were talking about how we cook our eggs, how do you cook your eggs? I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and again, happy November. Coming up, I've got a special project that I'm working on for all of December. I want to share holiday moments, our favorite holiday traditions and stories. So if you want to be on the podcast and share one of your favorite moments, get in touch with me. Let me know. I'd love to have you on. Since some of us will not be able to get together this holiday season, let's share those stories and spread some cheer. Be sure to connect with me on Twitter at SnapshotsMade, on Instagram and Facebook at SnapshotsMadeYesterday. And remember, those snapshots made yesterday are the memories for tomorrow. Thanks for listening.